Yo, yo, what is good, people? You are tuned in to the best unorthodox business podcast in the whole wide world. Yes, this is the Behind the Baller podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Coming to you live and direct from the City of Angels. Of course, this is a top-ranked show. And that high-definition sound that you hear is courtesy of the producers of this show, Miles and Jordan, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. This is an award-winning show, and the Dust Brothers are award-winning producers, which means this is fucking professional podcasting. What up, y'all? This is the weekend wrap-up. No guest today. I am solo dolo. I got a couple guests in the queue, but I really want y'all to know that I am not Oprah. I am not Joe Rogan. I am not Joe Budden. This is a character-driven show, not a celebrity-driven show. All right? And now, speaking of driving, <laughs> try to throw the words off, driven, driving, you know, it's different things, but look, fuck you. Um, yesterday, I was invited out to this F1 drive-in event Yes, an actual drive-in, right? At the Grove. And this shit was easily the top three. This shit was the coolest event I've ever been invited to. Like a car event, like for real. Just especially like really being a part of it, okay? For a moment, I didn't feel like I was out during a pandemic, okay? People wearing masks and stuff, but it just felt different. We're outdoors. It felt nice watching the F1 kickoff season race in Bahrain, you know, on a huge drive-in theater size HD screen with fucking millions and millions of dollars in cars there. Shout out to F1, like legit F1. Uh, shout out to ESPN. Um, who else, man? Pirelli, okay? Shout out to my boy Carter Jung at F1 for the invite. Uh, it was really nice to connect with the McLaren reps from North America, also, uh, Aston Martin was there, Pirelli people, which I already knew. And uh, I don't know if you guys watched the local news. For those of you in Los Angeles, I was on the morning news live. It's on Channel 5, Channel 7, uh, ABC, KTLA, uh, which is a CW. I know, listen, again, sick-ass cars, gourmet fucking breakfast burritos, right? Gourmet coffee, just water. Shout out to my boy, Jaden Smith. It was lit, all right? The best part of the event was that it went down at my favorite place in LA, okay? The Grove, yes, Crusoe Group. Shout out to the Crusoe Group, by the way. My favorite thing was I got to drive my Senna on the actual Grove property, okay? Like on the actual concrete where the, the Grove Mall is, like, you know, super early in the morning. It was fucking 6 a.m. driving. And like, I got to drive my Senna throughout the whole fucking Grove where the trolley pushes through, it was fucking amazing, okay? But the event was on the rooftop of the Grove. So I've never actually been on the roof. I always valet, or I park, when I used to not valet and whatever, I'd park on the second floor and figure out whatever. I was just, you know, always good at finding parking. But the view of LA from the roof is fucking spectacular, right? It was like, you could see downtown LA at one instance. You could see all the houses in the hills, Hollywood Hills, and then you could see the Century City and a bit of the Wilshire Corridor. It's just a fucking really, really nice view. It's like just one of my favorite places. Plus, it's like right there at Beverly Grove. It's kind of not that far from the area I grew up in. It's just fucking amazing. 
Um, back to the race. Was crazy close, right? It was good to see Yuki race. You don't even know he's with the, it's not a kind of a shitty car, but uh, you know, Japanese cat, I don't really get to see him race much, but it was crazy close, okay? Because at the end, it was like, you know, I mean, Lewis Hamilton passed, uh, what the fuck was his name? Um, I forgot how many laps in, and he just kind of kept there. And then he was a couple seconds, few seconds, and then dude caught up. So it got almost to a DLC, right? It was fucking crazy. It was, it was like super close. And at the end, Lewis Hamilton was declared the victor, right? And for the first time in a long time, I was fully back into F1 and cars, right? I can't say, no matter how much I love driving cars or anything, right? I'm more of a driving dude. I watch at least maybe one or two races a year, right here and there. But it was, it brought back that feeling from when I first got my first, well, when I got my 458 is when I got back into the scene, you know, because let's see, from 2000, yeah, like six years I went without having an exotic car. Anyways, I brought one of my boys, Brandon, who was a race car driver, very good driver. And um, it's crazy because, you know, he's never been in a Senna before. Like, I've been in it for real. He's kind of like me, you know, he don't want anybody to drive him around. You know, we don't like being passengers in, this, in cars. And uh, if we're going to go fast, you know, you want to be driving that motherfucker. So he owned a 918, has a career GT, he's had a lot of cars, a lot of cars, as many as I have. And he's young, right? I think I convinced him out of getting a P1 because he was really close to getting a P1. He's been looking for one. And I think he's going to get a Senna now. Um, you know, I didn't get too nasty. We got a little, we got a little spooky in, in the canyons right after. But for those of you who don't know, or for those of you who own or want to own a P1, right? A McLaren P1, right? Their first hypercar, what the F1 was. But a lot of people don't realize that McLaren is only a fucking, barely a 10-year-old company, okay? So look, P1. Yes, it's seven or six years old now if you got a 2014 or 15, but it is still relevant, fast as shit. You know, it's one of the best cars ever. Um, there is going to be a huge update coming soon, like a big fucking upgrade, okay? And it's going to be called the P1 Evo. So they're not making a new car, they're not releasing a new car, right? Unless, you know, someone does it to their P1 and then you buy the upgrade, but there's going to be a major battery upgrade. And some people are like, oh, who fucking cares, right? Listen, that battery costs 150 grand installed, right? You could have a nice fucking car. You could be in an S63 Benz <laughs> for the price of the fucking battery, okay? Remember, this is a, you know, $1.3 million car. At one point, they were going for two mil plus. So there's a major battery upgrade, meaning the length of the battery, the life of the battery, plus it will improve the power, the overall performance. The vehicle will be different after this, okay? There's going to be some aero upgrades as well and some more. I'm not sure totally of everything, but I do know it's going down. Okay, I'm sure it's going to be a very fucking expensive upgrade, but if you have a P1, then it shouldn't be an issue. Okay. Speaking of car events, as some of you may know, I am one of the OG members of PML, which stands for Platinum Motorsport Lifestyle. In our first official PML Quick Strike of 2021 will be on May 1st. All right, guys. Mark your calendars if you live 
in California, because even if you don't live in LA or SoCal, or you live too far in San Diego, drive the fuck up or drive the fuck down. These are events that we only do three, four times a year. And this year, I don't think we're going to get four in, maybe get two or three. So you don't want to miss this because it is going to be one for the books. This shit is going to be legendary, okay? Shit is going to be crazy. You know, motherfuckers got to wear a mask. But I'm telling you, this is going to be dope. I cannot wait to see you guys there and to all the usual suspects who come to the events, all right? This is and will always be a free event for those who are asking. If you want to see some crazy-ass cars, come pull up. You know, we usually meet up at 7 a.m. and then we leave at 8 a.m. sharp, okay? If you want to drive along with us, all we ask is that you do it safely and that you drive a car that can keep up. If you are not pushing a car that can go over 175 miles per hour, then it is best that you keep to the fucking side of the road, maybe the far right, right? I take all lanes, when I'm reading, but I'm just saying, this is mostly for exotic cars, but a lot of GTRs show up, a lot of AMG, and a lot of M cars show up, okay? The route for the drive is only given at the location of the meetup, and it is given about 15, 20 minutes before we take off, all right? So, you know, nobody texts that shit out. It is a fucking actual little map of where we're going, driving directions, okay? And of course, the last thing that we want to do is give the pigs a head start. And now I want to flip the script totally. The talk on social media lately is uh, of these trash, straight basura, unofficial, bogus, Nike, fake collab, Satan, Air Max 97s, okay? I don't know who the fuck the collaborator dude is. I don't give a fuck about that artist. But they're tied directly to Lil Nas X, okay? He has a new music video out. Don't know the song. I don't give a fuck, okay? But Lil Nas X is really trying to push an agenda, okay? I mean that lately. Like, I'm really thinking about what he's been doing and stuff. And I don't give a fuck if you've been... Man, people say, oh, there's a reason and there's this and there's that. Look, man. You could still be crazy, do whatever, and try to just fucking mask what's really going on, or you could be fucking just baiting people, whatever the fuck it may be. But after I see the fuckery, I can really see that he's trying to push this agenda, all right? And he knows his fucking fan base, okay? Deep down inside, I don't even think Lil Nas X is gay, okay? And the issue here is, the LBGTQ community are going hard defending him, all right? Thinking people are mad that he's gay and he's being creatively open with his new video and all these ideas and these trash shoes. But the real focus of the matter is that people don't fuck with promoting Satan. They don't fuck with the devil, okay? Whether you think the devil is fictitious or not, Listen, Christians and Catholics are bugged the fuck out because, look, it's not a secret that Old Town Road was all of our kids' favorite song. You know, it was a big fucking song, right? And it ain't no secret, okay? And he knows it's not a secret. But this guy, Lil Nas X, is trying to say, oh, well, Old Town Road was a song I was talking about lean, talking about adultery. And, you know, look, man. You know this was a fucking kid's song and a hit song, okay? That's why it blew up. Don't be fucking naive. And I don't give a fuck if you're 19, 20, 17, 18. Shut the fuck up, okay? The shoes are trash. Design-wise, 
They just look like whatever, okay? Yeah, cool, you got a little 666, trying to be a fake Tyler, the creator, okay? But each shoe comes with actual, what is it, 66 cc's or whatever shit of blood. Whose blood is in the shoes? Huh? Bruh, whose blood, you said actual blood is in the air soul, right? Whose blood is in the shoes, bro? My man, Just Staple, got a pair. I'm not really tripping whenever. Listen, come on, man. You got a gang of kids that follow you, all right? And then you know this, and you come out of left field with this video and this crazy-ass shit, all right? Whether you want to defend it with some bullshit, okay? Look, I'm happy that you are, like, you know, speaking on behalf of those troubled kids who've been bullied and are afraid to come out of the closet. But you also got to, you know, look, man, <laughs> you need your ass beat, bro. You know what I'm saying? Fuck out of here. All right? Like, look, I get it. And people are like, you know, not all kids can speak. This, this, this person's got bullied. Man, there are just as many instances. I'm not discrediting COVID or anything else. I'm discrediting, you know, the homophobia that goes on in schools. I've been a part of it. I've witnessed it. I see it. But then you realize, like, look, man, I have so many gay friends and everything else. I can't say that I have trans friends. I can't say that I have hated on any of them because I don't, it's nothing I need to discuss. It's not in my life. Just like neither are Portuguese people, right? Does that mean I'm going to treat them any worse? No, not at all. Do I think that they deserve their rights? 100%, of course they do, okay? But it's not always about that. And people go so hard on this shit, okay? And I get that kids are in a really tough time right now. But with that, like, bruh, you need your ass beat, bro, period, okay? Fuck out of here. Look, Nike was quick to make a statement this time. Like, fuck, look, we got zero to do with that sneaker. There was no affiliation with that shit. And then my boy Swaggy P, uh, Nick Young, he said what he said. He's like, look, I'm about to have my kids not listen to Old Town Road anymore, blah, blah. He wasn't saying that shit because... He was tripping on Lil Nas X being gay, whatever. He was fine with that, okay? But then the trans and gay community came from Nick. They went all after him, trying to discredit him, saying like, oh, you're just known for being the question mark meme and also the bullshit. What? Like, you can't discredit the fact that my man is an NBA world champion. Like, some dumbass bitch really said that shit. Like, she was like, oh, how about the fact that you're just known for this, more for this than anything, and now you don't give a fuck. Listen, bitch, hold the fuck up, cunt, Okay? What are you known for, all right? Nike made it like, yo, we don't fuck with this shoe, period, and it ain't our shoe, all right? And then Nick apologized for that, but you, you want some other shit, okay? Just because you're gay don't mean you got more rights. Just because you went through, let's, bitch, motherfuckers go through struggles, okay? All right? And no, bitch, that's not how it works. Nothing Nick Young said was in regards to any homophobia, all right, y'all just extra, extra tired of that shit, okay? Fuck Lil Nas X and tripping on that shit like this. This shit is crazy, all right? Whether you believe it or not, look, you know that the fictitious character of the devil, okay, all bad and everything. Like, if I have to elaborate on this, look, I'm going to end it right there, Okay. Because it's just nothing but some more bad news coming. Look, I don't know what's going on in the world, but I'm telling you right now, the rapture is near. Okay? A major shooting happened in Virginia Beach. 
Um, like 10 motherfuckers got shot and some more people got shot in Chicago. Look, not that far up north from Virginia Beach in D.C., two young teenage girls. And I don't give a fuck what color their skin was, okay? But a lot of white people are mad because the girls were black and they killed a Middle Eastern Uber driver. And I guess they feel like the news didn't pick up so much because they're black and right now it's sensitive because Black Lives Matter. Look, man, just because Black Lives Matter don't mean that they get a pass to do fucked up shit, okay? But I'm not trying to bring it about. It's, there's sometimes where it's about color. This happened and had nothing to do with color. This was just two dumbass, stupid-ass kids who tried to carjack a Middle Eastern Uber driver, all right? Try to carjack him. I saw the unedited, right, the raw version of this shit from a phone. This shit was fucking horrifying, okay? It was fucked up. These girls need to do jail time, all right? They need to hang out with Jay Mazzini. You know what the fuck part about Jay Mazzini is? I wish Jay was in a Supermax prison, right? I wish he was in a fucking county. I wish he was in, like, fucking Rikers. Like, not no Fed jail, okay? Anyways, these girls, man, this situation was so fucked up. And it's so crazy watching this dude. They hit him with a taser. He's trying to jump in and defend the car. Like, first of all, I mean, I guess, like, you know, it's his livelihood. He just, you know, has a family. He should have just let the car go, everyone said. But, you know, he's trying to fight these girls. Boom. Ends up crashing into another car. You see his body. It's just, like, shaking and just all fucked up. It was just, look, what's fucked up is now three lives are totally wasted off some dumb shit. All right, rest in peace to that man. I think his name was Muhammad or something. His story's everywhere. Some more dumb shit. Some sicko news, okay? A lady, a Las Vegas woman in her 20s, young girl, babysitting two young toddlers, and she killed one of them because he peed in his pants. This is the part where nobody's laughing, Okay? This babysitter killed a five-year-old boy, all right? Ryder is fucking six, almost seven. He's seven next month, all right? Like, I got a daughter. It's not that far in age. Look, this bitch got irritated and was apparently sick of the boy repeatedly peeing on himself or peeing in his pants, and she didn't want to deal with the cleaning and all that shit, so this was the last draw, okay? So she kicked the boy in his head and then kept repeatedly kicking him until he was knocked out unconscious, all right, the boy's dad happened to check the security cameras and noticed his son was out, like just didn't look like he was taking a nap, looked like he was completely lethargic. And um, while he's watching that, the dumbass babysitter is in another room cleaning up the pee or next, I didn't really remember what it said, but she was cleaning up the pee. He saw that and see that his son is laid the fuck out. And, um, you know, so, so the dad calls the babysitter. He's like, yo, is everything okay? What's going on? And then she tells the, the dad, she's like, oh, by the way, your son had just vomited blood. And then she fled the house. She left because she realized what she had just done. She realized, you know, this boy is like not fucking moving nothing and like, fuck, I'm about to be in trouble. Okay, now this bitch is arrested and I hope that she is executed by piranhas. All right, I'm not joking. I hope that they throw her in a water tank on the day that she starts her period, so they smell the blood, okay? And they fucking eat her piece by piece if it takes fucking three days or unfucking real, okay? Like I'm really wondering what's going on with this new generation, all right? 
You know what's, what's up? You know what's really going on? It's not enough of them getting knocked the fuck out. They ain't getting hit over the head. All right. There's no big homie guidance and too many people are getting a participation trophy shit and they're scared to say no. And they're scared of, you know, look, I'm firm with my kids. Spoil them. But they're firm. They know they, that line is not invisible. It ain't no imaginary line. My kids cross that line. They know it's daddy fucking, you know, aggro time. Anyways, what the fuck is going on? Last but not least, a 19-year-old teenager in the UK decided she wanted to party and turn up for her birthday which is, you know, it goes with like this COVID shit. You know, like it's just really unfucking believable. This little irresponsible 19-year-old lady has a baby. Right? Another, not even a toddler, just you know, a little baby, 20 months old. This girl decides she wanted to go out and party. And again, that is her prerogative. You want to go turn up? That is your, you know, for sure that's you. Except the fact that you have a 20-month baby. You didn't ask any family. You have no friends. You have somebody you could just talk to to watch your baby, okay? This 19-year-old girl left her 20-month baby behind in the apartment with no food, no water, all right? And to be real, at 20 months, the baby probably couldn't feed himself or herself, okay, if she wanted to, okay? The building she lived in, right, their surveillance cameras caught her leaving her apartment and coming back six days later to a dead baby, okay? Now, this, along with the other story, makes me sick to my stomach. And as you guys know, you know how much I love my kids. How do you leave a 20-month-old baby alone for even 24 hours she left the baby even overnight, it would have been kind of like, whoa, right? Can you imagine the death this baby experienced? The anguish and pain, the fear, crying her fucking eyes out, wondering where her mom is, just bugging the fuck out, like, you don't know, being hungry and be like, you don't know what to fucking do, probably can't even talk. Like, could you fucking imagine? I have goosebumps talking about this right now, okay? I think this girl should experience a true stoning death. Yes, like the old days. Death by rocks being thrown to you, right? Like literally people throwing rocks at her until she dies. Because an electric chair or a lethal injection is just too nice for these devils. Yes, I said devil, you fucks. Jesus Christ. Pun intended, by the way. I need to take a Pokari sweat break, like for real, I really do, okay? So Lakey Lake, please hit me off with something real nice. Yeah, like that, all right? All right, listen guys, we'll be right back after these little 16 bars. BTB Army, my bookie is back fucking with the podcast. 
But to be honest, they never left. All right, because if you guys follow my Instagram stories, you know I'm betting on there, here and there. But listen, go to mybookie.ag to place a sports bet of any type you like. All right, March Madness is in full effect, cracking right now. Okay, it's time to get that Elite Eight action bet in. All right, like I said, it is on and popping at mybookie.ag. Make sure you use promo code Ben Baller to get up to 50% off. I'm sorry, not up. You get 50% off. That's free cash on your first deposit up to $1,000. Some of you guys have been complaining about, hey man, you know what? I'm not getting my promo code thing, whatever, on your first one. Listen, that is the first time I've heard it and I've had literally thousands of people use this. Now look, they don't use their social media. They have the accounts, but they really don't use them, okay? They're an offshore site. So, you know, maybe we can figure something out, but I'm telling you right now, that is very odd for the two or three people, no, maybe two people, right, that said they weren't getting their deposit. I just had my boy Kai do it, right? And his shit worked. Had a bunch of people thank me. And um, look, now, if you follow my picks, okay, that I dropped on my IG post on Saturday morning, you would have seen at 8.45 a.m. Saturday morning, I told everyone that I was betting on Francis Ngannou and that I was betting on US, UCLA and USC for March Madness, okay? And look what happened. The Predator won and so did UCLA, okay? I don't try any trickery or any fuck shit games, okay? I'm not from Vegas. I don't do that type of shit. I keep it transparent and I'll give you my picks legit. Speaking of picks, follow at DB Podcasts. Yes, that is Miles and Jordan. They are building a team together. But listen, more importantly, as good as they are as podcast producers, they are even fucking better sports betting handicappers. They are the best that I know, period. We collaborated on the NFL season and right now they are killing it in the NBA season, right? Some dumb fuck DM me and said, hey man, why don't you post a pick of your bet? And I'm just thinking like, stupid fuck. Do not realize that 12 hours ago, I called the bet and it, I can't edit and erase a video. I can't edit the timestamp of the video. I can edit the caption, but it's in the video, dummy, Okay. And I scroll up on the DM and I see this guy's left tons of messages talking shit. Boom. Hey, you're a fucking faggot. Uh, your card sucked. All this other shit. I'm like, what kind of mental issues caused you to be this much of a cunt? Like, what kind of coward punk? Like, just weirdo. You know? It, it's really weird. Why would you follow someone you don't like? That shit don't make any sense to me. It's just weird as fuck. Is that a therapeutic thing? I'm going to ask a psychiatrist. Is that some side of therapy for you to like say, hey, fuck you. Does it make you feel better? If that does, man, cool, man. But you're blocked now. Like you're just a cornball and you're goofy as fuck. Okay. Cameron posted a video a couple days ago talking about blocking people. I said he blocked 200,000 people and he was dead serious. Look, I blocked a lot. And I don't feel bad at all whatsoever. Fuck it is what it is, right? In fact, it's funny. And what's crazy is if you like a comment where someone is hating on me, like if I have a post and someone leaves a hater comment and people like that comment, guess what? I'm blocking everyone that liked the comment 
simple. Why would you want to like, you know what I'm saying? Because people are out there so desperate to get a rise, get a reply, get a fake. Like, like you just get blocked now, you know? Unless I like trolling back, whatever, boom. But like, if someone tries to genuinely, like there's a point where, look, I am sarcastic and I troll. If I don't find, you know, and again, I find things funny all the time. People say, nobody can make fun of me more than, than me, period. So if I find something funny about me that you guys thought that whatever, cool. Like when that weirdo fucking 49er fan thought that I was the dude wearing a fucking 49ers hat. Like, bro, where, like how fucking dumb are you? Can you imagine how gullible that person would be if they thought I was that Filipino dude? Like you could tell this guy anything. That's what's sad about the lack of common sense and just your, your what kind of visual fucking ability do you, just terrible. Anyways, you leave a hater comment. And it really is some shit like, oh, fuck you, you're a fucking faggot, and you have no money, whatever. And then you got like 30 people, 100 people, 7 people, whatever. And you like the camera, like, I'm blocking all those people. Because like, why are you out there enabling someone stupid? Blocking anyone, okay? It's simple. Why would you want anyone inside your home who doesn't like your home, who's talking shit about your home? Again, it don't make any sense, okay? I blocked that dude. And so, you know, now he's got to go create another account, right? Which, honestly, no, he shouldn't. Now that I think about it, right? Because that's the ultimate level of loser. Like, you get blocked, and then you create another account to go back to the thing. You know how fucking much of a fucking loser you got to be? I don't know. That's just crazy. Um, I created a TikTok account, right? Mostly only because Mike Rapp uses his and a friend of the podcast, Paul. His name is Paul. I think it's Guarino. I can't pronounce your last name, but AKA PG Sports. He got Mike Rapp verified on TikTok and he helped him with some other shit. So look, he got me my bed baller name, right? And even though I stated I don't like TikTok, look, marketing wise, it's actually only in my best interest that I own my namesake on such a large platform, okay? So once I post some more, and I'm thinking about actually posting some silly shit that you would never see me post just for the fuck of it, right? And I feel old watching it, and I am old. But I'll think of some funny shit to post, and once it gains a bit, a bit of traction, right, and I get some followers, Paul, aka PG Sports, is going to get me verified on there, right? So look, thank you, PG. And uh, to anyone who has TikTok, please follow at Ben Baller. Um, yeah, once I get some followers and get some shit on there, I'll get verified. Maybe I'll fuck around. Who knows? I just, that's not really my thing, you know. Even the reals thing, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I could figure out whole bunch of other shit. I can put an engine together. I can figure out, you know, crypto, NFT, digital wallets, and fucking coding and all that shit. That shit is just, I don't know, man. Anyways, this weekend was a chill one for sure. Um, that is mostly because I'm still feeling fatigued from that second and final Pfizer vaccine shot, right? Vaccine. What the fuck did I say? Vaccine. Um, <laughs> now, me having fatigue from that shot is not any reason for you not to get the vaccine. And again, look, you get it or you don't want to get it. I don't, look, I don't need to tell nobody to do what the fuck they, it's just, it's silly. I've read this shit and everything. If anyone does any sort of real fucking investigation, you're going to find all kinds of shit and find some bullshit. It's four people that are responsible for 88% of the anti-vax narrative. And it's just really sad. Anyways, I'm glad that it's over with, all right? 
But up till yesterday, I was definitely a little sluggish. So I just kind of wanted to chill, watch movies, kick it inside. You know, the F1 event, I was like, fuck, I had to be up at 4.20 in the morning. I was like, fuck this. But look, 24 hours after I got that shot, I ain't gonna lie to you, the shit I said, the shit packed a punch. Actually, 12 hours after I got the final vaccine shot, I felt sore, had muscle aches, heavy fatigue, all right? But look, right now, I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci like Roderick. <laughs> all right, if you didn't know who the fuck Roderick uh, Davis is, then I don't know, man. Maybe you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Maybe you should. Just need some diversity in your life. Um, and not that it made a huge difference, but it did. You know, getting the vaccine. I'm going to be in NYC in the middle of next month for work and to create some more content. Of course, record the show. Also, can't wait for this nine-day RV trip, which will be our longest RV trip and the longest drive that is coming up this weekend. It'll be the kids' spring break, so we're fucking excited for that. I don't know how to, you know, I mean, it's comfortable. I'm listening to some podcasts and shit and drive, and, you know, I'm excited. If I got to go somewhere, I got to fucking, if I'm tired, pull over, sleep, eat, drink, chill, you know? It's um, it's going to be interesting because we're going to be like, you know, two different sites. It's going to be like for real camping and, and I'm excited. Kids are excited. No school during the week, but I will be for real, real recording, possibly remotely like off the grid. So expect some guests on those two episodes because of a, a lack of a quiet area and possible lack of Wi-Fi. I will figure it out. We'll talk to Dust Brothers and... Um, we're going to make it work. All right. So back to my chill weekend, uh, on Saturday, I jumped on the no chaser podcast with Timothy Delaghetto. Don't know why it's his name. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. His, his real last name has like 14 consonants in it. It's like Chakalunga Dunga, whatever. I'm Asian, so I can make fun of an Asian last name. Anyways, um, jumped on the no chaser podcast. He has two co-hosts on there. And, uh, you know, real good people. We got into an actual deep conversation about parenting and society. And, um, you know, I mostly did the show and he did too, I think. Just to quash, like we squashed any animosity. There was no real animosity between us. And it was just like an awkward beef and like, you know, more me trolling. That He's never ever came at me, whatever. Just me being a, a weirdo and shit, right? But we just squashed the beef, you know. And his show is mostly about relationships and everything else. But it was a good show. Definitely recommend it. I'm going to have Tim on BTB. So, you know, I fuck with dude. And it was long overdue anyways. So, look, please look out for the No Chaser Pie with Tim Delaghetto. All right. Now, Friday night, another Asian who's doing big things is my boy Eddie Huang. And I finally got to check out his movie, Boogie, which uh, co-starred Pop Smoke. It's about a Chinese dude who wants to make it to the pro NBA, right? And all I got to say to you is you got to see this movie, Okay. It felt good to watch. Uh, the cinematography was on point. The story was cool. It was just, uh, it was good. It wasn't corny, you know, in that way at all whatsoever, right? I am hyped for Eddie's film career, okay? His career as a chef is dope as fuck, you know, he's, but he's like a real modern-day renaissance man. And uh, for sure, he's repping for the Chinese, and that's what I did Friday night. Saturday night, I watched this movie called Bad Trip with uh, Eric Andre, I feel bad now because I'm about to kind of say good things about Eric Andre, but he's text messaging me about some grills and I never got back to him. I just, I don't know, man. He's a, not that I'll be honest, I was super busy. I couldn't do him, but I'll keep a G. I laughed pretty hard, right? 
It is a pretty fucking funny movie, okay? And it has been a while since I've had two movies give me satisfaction. So definitely check out Buggy and definitely check out Bad Trip. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is in it too. It's fucking, this dude is wild as fuck, man. Um, Boogie is only for rent via stream, you know what I'm saying? So you got to pay for it. You know, I don't know. It ain't that bad. It's like 20 bucks or something, right? But Bad Trip is available on Netflix, okay? Now, although we aren't fully back back, right? I do see some movie theaters are open again, even here in LA. And as much as I want to see a movie in a theater, I just can't right now, right? Because every time I go to a movie, I'm eating snacks, right? And that's masked down, everything, shit, and just doing all the shit with my kids. And I think it's just a little, still a little too early, right? Because right now, the case is just trying to go back up again because people are fucking up. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm praying it's just really just, we could just get back into normal shit, you know? Um, it's just a little, little tiny bit too early, right? So I'm going to be watching the new King Kong versus Godzilla movie this Wednesday at home, which is the same day it comes out in the theaters. So, you know, I know people are rushing to get the fuck out, but look, I'm trying to be safe for uh, London's sake. You know what else comes out Wednesday, guys? Motherfuckers like, what, bitch? What? What? I know you guys are cussing at your fucking stereo speakers in your car right now, whatever. Look, my Clayton Kershaw autographs drop on Wednesday, okay? Remember, super low price. I've made these things so they fucking fly out, okay? Only 18 blue or silver autos and only three gold autos. There are only 21 cars, period. All Project 70 long. Every single car is Beckett authenticated, okay? All my cards are Beckett authenticated. They're legit. They are a collector's item for sure. You can hate me, say what the fuck you want, but your boy is a staple in the hobby, all right? I will be dropping these Kershaw autographs Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time only at bbdtc.com. Now, my lake show. Motherfucking Laker gang, y'all. Down a two-game win streak, and I don't know what to really say other than, whew, man, we needed them wins better than little Nas X needs a fucking punch to his face, all right? And only a few more weeks until LeBron is back, and I got a feeling when he comes back, he's coming back strong body, and then AD should be right back as well. And I'm not worried about us dropping in the playoff seating and let's fuck a ranking, all right? Nobody wants to see us in seven games, okay? Even though I know Denver's tough, Phoenix is tough as shit, and of course Utah are tough. They're all tough. The Western Conference is tough. Guess what, okay? Excuse me for a moment, okay? We just signed Andre Drummond, Okay? All right, you cocksuckers. My man is strong, okay? And yes, the Nets are stacked. They just got Aldridge. Look, in fact, they are now the most stacked NBA team in history, all right? It's not my opinion. That's for real. They are the most stacked NBA team, but I don't know, right? I just think off the goof, saw some goofy shit. They might not make it work. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. You know, that, that 2011 LeBron fucking Miami Heat team, you know, I don't know. They might not figure it out. This is the thing. They should. They got to be beyond the fucking favorite to win the fucking chip. You know what I'm saying? But that ring chasing that Blake is doing, all that shit is cornball shit. Okay. But hey, 
That's where we are in sports. Uh, in fact, that's where we are in the world. That's where that's just where we are. You complain if you got a little bit of power, you got a little cl- complain until you get it. Say things aren't fair. Totally fucking lame. Okay, you know what I think? I think we should sign Bull Bull, and then it'd be fucking nice if we got Lamelo. All right, fuck you. <laughs> that's my sports bit right there. Okay, and now the last thing that I want to talk about is um, my story posts over the weekend, uh, Saturday night, right? Which consisted of me vibing to some older songs, right? I fucking love the era that I grew up in music-wise. It was incredible, right? Like, And you know, me being involved in some of these songs, you know, posted like, people, I mean, from the K-Town Hustle series, you all know I, I had a relationship with the hieroglyphics and shit. That's uh, Souls of Mischief, 93 to Infinity. Anyways, more importantly... I want to discuss my previous life, okay? Not as a jeweler, not as a DJ, not as a sneaker aficionado. I want to discuss my previous life as a video fixin'. But really, I was just a music video rat, okay? Um, Shit was kind of crazy, yo. (laughs) I could have maybe been in a hundred music videos if I wanted to, and for a while, it was a big deal to be in a music video, Okay? Um, like actors are trying to get into it, you know, you fucking hit agency, whatever. It was a big deal, okay? But I didn't care like that. It wasn't that deep. I just was in them, okay? I never asked anybody to put me, oh, I want to be in a video, cool. No, every single time, 100% of the time, I was asked by one of the homies who was the director or was the artist himself, right? And they wanted me just to be in a video. And it started back in 1993 when I was still in college, Came down to DJ an event, and they were filming a video at the world-famous Roxbury nightclub. Yes, that Roxbury. And I was supposed to be the DJ in this video, right? And all of a sudden, they switched me up, and now all of a sudden, I get my fucking music video vixen debut for an R&B group called Jade. And coming off of this huge single, which you just heard right there, Don't Walk Away by Jade, they had a second single, Looking for Mr. Do-Right, okay? And it was like a slow R&B song, real like, like real R&B, okay? And I guess they wanted some diversity or some shit, so I ended up on the dance floor, and I'm dancing with like two different girls, whatever, I don't know what the fuck, looking like a clown, because it's a super slow ballad and shit. But, um... If you listen to my K-Town Hustle series, then you would know that I used to be a professional dancer. That's no cap, okay? But then I got into a huge video a year later, right? One of the biggest videos that year for one of the biggest artists at the time, Coolio. All right, Coolio's won Grammys. And at the same time, by the way, Coolio's a real G. Like he was a real motherfucking gangster. Like it was people because he became such a pop star. It's crazy. But the song was Fantastic Voyage. Right? It was a huge fucking single. And um, it was a rendition of the soul group Lakeside's Fantastic Voyage. It was a big fucking disco song, right? And my boy, Paul Stewart, aka DJP, who was the head of Def Jam West, he discovered and signed Montel Jordan. Yes. This is how we do it. Not Montel Jordan, okay? And a lot of other groups. He signed Warren G. He was Coolio's manager. 
and they needed a lot of people to show up. But people coming out of the trunk were only homies. It was only celebrities and homies, right? And uh, I don't know if you guys, if you're in LA, you remember Big Boy. He's one of the biggest radio personalities in the world. This is when Big Boy was Big Boy. He's 500 pounds coming out of the trunk. It was a crazy fucking video. The way they made us get out of the 65 Impala trunk, they um, dug this tunnel at Santa Monica Beach. It's fucking crazy. Anyways, I came out of the trunk and uh, this was shot during my spring break, 1994. So, um, like, I, I wasn't missing school or nothing for the video, right? But uh, at this time, Union Los Angeles, yes, Union Union LA, if you guys know what Union is, one of the fucking flyest streetwear, high-end streetwear, because you can fuck around and go spend 30 grand in their own clothes. Um, most of you New Jacks only know Union because of the Union Air Jordan 1s, okay? But Union LA had just opened up. Okay. In fact, Supreme wasn't even open just yet, right? But Eddie Cruz and James Jebbia owned Union, New York, and Union LA before they owned Supreme. Okay. So in the video, in Fantastic Voyage and Coolio's video, I am rocking a Union logo hat, repping heavy, and that was a worldwide big video. So people are hitting up Eddie like, "Yo, seen this dude coming out the trunk with the Union hat on?" And you know, I just landed as an Adidas clothing sponsor. As a DJ, even though I was still in college, and even though my college basketball team was sponsored by Converse, look, I was repping. Anyways, a few years later, I jumped in a music video for fun. Um, I, I jumped in a music video all over the place. Like I jumped in this Jay-Z song cry video, just doing shit. But around early, mid-2000s is where I started getting requested by people. Like, yo, man, I want you to be in this video. Like People didn't even know me. Just knew me as like a sneakerhead and everything. They wanted me to be in a video like Wale, um, you know, wanted me to be in a video because he was on Nike Talk and shit. I was in an Ice Cube video, fucking Lil John, Nas, Game, Lil Wayne, David Banner. Like I legitimately cannot name all the video cameos that I've done. But it's really fucking funny to see them years later because I forgot, you know, saying it. Most of the time, I actually got paid to be in these videos, which was dope, right? And then some of the videos, you know... Um, just did as a fair for the homies. And some of these videos actually required you to have a SAG card. If you don't know what a SAG card is, then go Google that shit because I'm not going to describe the fucking union card to you. Um, you know, doing the cameos for free, I realized that that was some of my early days of marketing. And I was like, oh shit, you know, people wonder who the fuck is that Asian guy in the video? Because I was always the only Asian guy. One music video I do regret not showing up for was an early Drake video. I want to say... Second album wasn't was it Thank Me Later? It's one it was one of those albums. Ah, you know what? Fuck it. It is what it is. You know, what's in the past is in the past. And what is past is this show. <laughs> I'm sorry, the show's not past. I'm just saying time is up. I'm done talking. I'm like fucking ready to seize the day. We are back Thursday. Same channel, same bat time. Uh that's it for the show today, guys. Um, we are available everywhere you listen to podcasts, okay? So please subscribe to Behind the Baller if you haven't already, and please tell three friends about the show. By the way, for some of you people who have not received an email from my mailing list and from the DMs that you sent to different pages and things like that, look, if you're interested in the paid internship, you can send an email to bbdtc.intern at gmail.com. I will not promote this somewhere else. By the way, guys, there are going to be things that I say on this podcast that I will not say anywhere else. I am thinking about, look, I have held some personal stock 
and sell my gold items that have sold out very, very, very fast. So if you don't wanna pay resale prices, then I'm gonna put a little special list together, put on a little website, and I'm gonna only announce it for the podcast listeners, okay? So anyways, look guys, I hope you have a blessed, wonderful week, and always remember to make it a great day. And always remember, this is not your practice life. Yo, the Korean John Cusack is signing off. I love you guys. Yo, Lakey, man. Take us out of here, fam. All right, peace.